one child's coming from lacrosse practice, the other's going to volleyball practice, spouse is coming home late. Oh, I just described my home situation on a typical night. This is Andrea with another episode of Adventures in Feeding My Fam. And today I'm talking about why family meals are so important. And I'm going to give you some tips to get started when you're trying to coordinate all of these varying schedules. A couple weeks ago, I had the pleasure of hosting a webinar with some really wonderful women. And I just wanted to express my gratitude for the community that we are building here. We are hopping together on Facebook in the Facebook group, Adventures in Feeding My Fam, and asking questions there that are posed here in the podcast. And we're getting advice from everyone who's interested in contributing. And there's some really, really good tips that I'm learning so much. So I really feel like we are in this together and building a fantastic community. And I encourage anyone who wants to join me over in the Facebook group to do so. Adventures in Feeding My Fam is a weekly podcast discussing the challenges and fun around feeding your family healthy meals. I'm Andrea Heyman, and I've been a registered dietitian for over 25 years, so I know the importance of good nutrition. But I'm also a mom of three, so I understand the challenges and humor that comes along with trying to make this happen. In this podcast, I'll share my tips, tricks, and menus, but I'll also share the stories and food prep failures that come along the way too. Interview guests will discuss family food traditions, how to strengthen bonds around the family table, as well as their favorite family recipes. There isn't one right way to feed your family, but there are countless stories and you can take bits and pieces and learn from all of them. I have to admit, at the beginning of COVID, when in particular the lockdown was very, very strict, we were having family meals every single day because everybody was home, nobody was rushing around, and that is basically what we had to do. Like There weren't a lot of activities or things competing with our time, so that's what we were doing, and it was so lovely. We had so many good laughs and conversations, and I really feel that my kids bonded tremendously. This was... I sort of think was a bit of a gift for our family because my oldest son was finishing up his senior year and I just felt like it was an opportunity for his brother and his sister to have more time with him before he kind of flew the coop and left the house and they really had an opportunity to bond. So that is my favorite reason for having family meals. But I'm going to go through and tell you because there really, really are a lot of benefits. And this has been studied quite a bit. And there are a lot of benefits that are associated with having family meals. But now the question is, now that things are getting busy again, like for me, I've got two kids in different sports. And although their practices and kind of the situation is a little bit different with additional COVID restrictions, they are actually having seasons. And 
it makes things pretty, pretty tricky for us to try to have regular family meals together. So I can give you some tips as well. All right. So a family meal is really just where every family member sits down together and eats together. That's really what a family meal is. So as I said, there are lots of benefits. One of them is that a Harvard study found that families who eat together are twice as likely to eat their five servings of fruits and vegetables as families that don't eat together. So this just tells us that family meals are typically more nutritious, probably because if we're going to sit down and have a family meal together, usually it's a planned meal and we're planning a balanced meal together. And it's so it's going to include a lot more variety and a lot more healthy foods there, which kind of ties into the fact that kids who eat family meals, regular family meals, tend to eat a wider variety of foods and are typically less picky eaters. Now, I believe this is because they've got role models sitting down and trying foods with them. There's less emphasis on You have to eat your vegetables because everyone's kind of focused on the conversation that's going around at the table. So for the youngest family members, if you still have really young kids in your household, it's really beneficial because it helps promote language skills for the kids and it helps them develop their patience and dexterity with silverware, forks, knives, that kind of thing, using utensils. And then also helping them develop the social skills like manners and taking turns and passing items to other family members. And then all of that while everybody is hanging out together in what I hope would be a really positive situation. Family meals also provide an opportunity for family members to come together strengthen ties and build better relationships. And that's definitely what I have seen in my household that everyone kind of builds their self-esteem because we all have an opportunity to talk. Now, I will admit my daughter tends to talk the most when it's all of us, but that's okay because she should know that she's allowed to speak her voice and that others respect what she is saying, and that only brings our bonds and our ties together as a family unit. Research also suggests that when families eat together, they have a really strong bond. So it leads to kind of bringing in, you know, how we have those disconnected lives when we're all at work and school, and then this allows us to reconnect. And then it's also a really good opportunity for us as parents to kind of understand what's going on with them at school. So I tend to learn a lot when we have family meals and we all sit down together. I learn a lot about what has happened in the previous week or, you know, what's going on at school. Because once my kids get talking amongst each other and also with me, they kind of divulge a fair amount of information. This is also a really good time for parents to be really good role models. They can set an example of what healthy eating is and healthy, polite table manners are. Interestingly, research shows that families that eat more family meals together 
have a lower rate of obesity. Partially that might be because if we're eating together, we're talking more. So we are eating more slowly and kind of focusing on the conversation more as opposed to just scarfing down our food. And this is probably one of the biggest things that strikes me that research shows that kids that have regular family meals at home have a lower chance of engaging in high-risk behaviors such as substance abuse or violence and that tend to have fewer mental health problems as well. So that's really a nice bonus. And if nothing else, that's a really good motivator. And also kids who have family meals tend to do better at school. So there are all these reasons making it such a good practice. People ask me, and I'm sure I'll get this question if I didn't address it. People will ask, well, Andrea, how many family meals per week should I have? Because they think, oh, I can only do it once or twice a week. So is that good enough? And absolutely, yes, the research shows that there tends to be a dose effect in that the more family meals you have together, the more benefits it shows. So even one regular family meal a week is beneficial. And I have to say our regular meals tend to be on Fridays and Sundays. The rest of the week tends to be pretty hectic and crazy. And to be honest, typically my husband doesn't even make it for dinner with us. But now that my son, my one son is in lacrosse season, he won't even be getting home usually until 630. And like I said before, my daughter's running out the door a couple nights a week to volleyball practice prior to that. So definitely there are nights that are we are ships passing passing in the night, and we might have very little interaction with one another. But if I can get us down all together for a couple nights per week, that is a bonus. And that is definitely beneficial for us. So how do we get this done? So first of all, make family meals a priority in your household. Focus on the importance of being together as a family And that I would say is even more important than making an elaborate meal. So that sometimes is what gets people tripped up is they think that they have to make a really, really fancy meal and you absolutely do not have to. And so even if you say, you know, let's make it our goal to do one family meal per night, that is probably more realistic than setting a goal of saying, okay, we're going to do this five nights a week. If you're just starting out, make some baby steps and set small goals so that you can set yourself up for success instead of setting yourself up for something that's likely not to happen. So again, I started to say this, but got distracted. Um, Keep your meals simple. It does not have to be elaborate. If you can get other family members to help plan the menu for the week or for that particular night and make a grocery list together, let the kids get involved, let them help plan the meal, prepare the food, set the table and clean up together as well. So cooking together is a great way to connect with one another and have fun. And I can't tell you that now that my kids are getting a little bit older, I find this so much that we will spend, my daughter, my son, and I, we will spend 
time together. Like for example, on Thanksgiving, we spent most of the afternoon together just in the kitchen, all in our separate little spaces, just being together with one another and cooking our separate dishes. It was a fantastic afternoon. We've done this again, I guess it was Christmas Day and New Year's Day. You know, obviously we did, we had the days off, no work, no school those days. So we cooked much of the afternoon and made some really elaborate meals those days. And just being together with one another was so much fun. If you're just getting started with family meals and you don't know how to fit it in to your day, I'm going to be honest with you, even just eating part of the meal together most days of the week is beneficial. And if you can't cook, if you don't have time to cook, no worries, order in. There's no reason that those family meals have to be homemade meals. So take the pressure off and enjoy the family time without any distractions. Because I think the best reason is for all of us to come together and connect. And it's not necessarily all about the food. But when we do have more time, I like to get the kids talking. And I would say this was more when my kids were a lot younger. We would talk about the highs and lows of the week or the highs and lows of the day. So everyone would say one really, really great thing that happened that day and one thing that you know, wasn't so great. And it was really interesting to hear all the things that would come up then. And I have to say that there were lots of times where I would hear something that happened in their week or in their day that I was so, so surprised that I hadn't heard about it prior to that. So it's a really good opportunity to get the kids talking. And I know there are lots of other games that people play kind of a similar version of highs and lows that I talked about, but I do know that I have other friends that do something similar. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you liked it and want to share it with a friend, please rate, review, uh, copy your, your review and send it to me and I will add it to my Instagram. I'll post, I'll tag you on Instagram as well. And remember that Facebook group, um, I'd love to have you join me um, and the community that we are building because it is a really, really fantastic group of people that I am very, very proud of. Until next time, take care.